Have you ever done something crazy? Something you had second thoughts about even while you were in the process of doing it? You talked about it out loud to make it real, but something inside of you still said, you must be joking. That's how I felt the night I stopped taking birth control and prayed the same prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, if you would, please take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. In my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotion on faith, I share my journey through an unplanned pregnancy and how the lessons I learned over the course of nine months will help both you and I to do bold and scary things. You can get your copy of this new book today by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash shop forward slash faith. And as a reward for being a part of our Black Girls of Purpose community, you can get your book shipped for free. All you have to do is enter coupon code BGWP. Purpose peeps, happy Monday. We are back with the first episode of what may be my favorite series so far for the year. This month's series is all about identity. Identity is such a pertinent topic, especially for me with my testimony, which I'll share more at the end if you haven't heard it already. But I am super excited about this identity series. Um, I think God is going to use it to do some beautiful things and all month long in May, actually, God was just talking to me and the thing that he kept repeating again and again and again is a lesson from this identity series, which is that identity precedes activity. So that's actually the lesson for next week, but I just want y'all to know identity precedes activity. And I am so excited to share with y'all what God's been sharing with me over the past few weeks. He actually had me write the lesson for this month towards the beginning of 2019. I wasn't sure when we were going to publish the episode series, but now I'm really excited to be jumping in. When God gave me the lesson for today, it actually came from Matthew 16, 13 through 20. So we are going to read our Bibles. I'll get, let you know the three things that God shared with me. And then we'll do our verse of the week, song of the week, and then, of course, our call to action for the week. So let's go to Matthew 16, 13 through 20. And it reads, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist. Others, Elijah, still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But you, he asked them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus responded, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the forces of Hades will not overpower it. I will give the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. And he gave the disciples orders to tell no one that he was the Messiah. Again, that's Matthew 16, 13 through 20. So I shared that 
for this month, we're going to be talking about identity. And I actually had the first episode for this month as the identity proceeds activity episode. But God showed me, he said, Brie, before people know who they are, they have to know me. And so that is the first point, actually, for today's episode. It's if you want to know who you are, you must know who God is. So if you go back to verse 13, it says, who do people say that the son of man is? Now, I know God was intentional in his wording. He said, who do people say that the son of man is? And I think he did that to first make a differentiation between who the outside world says he was or said he was and who his disciples said he was. And you think about it even today, modern day people, it's like, okay, well, who do people say God is? People say that he is a manipulator. People say that he is a controller. People say that he is uh, this just judge or this high in the sky, uh, not really involved in the lives of his children being. And that's not who he is. That's not who he makes himself out to be but what I think is interesting is that after hearing their answers they said some people think you're John the Baptist others say you're Elijah some say that you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets so so Jesus asked them that he says who do they say I am they tell him and then he says who do you say that I am and What I love about that is that it indicates a personal relationship. He says, okay, you're my disciples. You've been following me. You've been walking with me for a while. Who do you say that I am? And what I think is so powerful about this is that the disciples were actually in a place of authority to talk about Jesus. So many times we're going to people who did not create, and I share this all the time, and I'll talk about this even more in a little bit, but we go to people who did not create us and, and we say, who do you say that I am? And so they tell us, And sometimes we take it at face value, but it's inaccurate. They're saying, oh, well, I say that you are this CEO of this company. And maybe you're not supposed to be a CEO. Maybe you're supposed to be an employee. And so when you go out there and you pursue things that aren't supposed to be a part of your identity, then when things don't go well, you're wondering what happened and you're having an identity crisis and saying, God, why, why did you tease me with this? And he said, you didn't even ask me. You didn't ask if you should start this company. You asked other people if you should start a company. They said, yes. Then you attempted to do it. You failed at it. And now you're looking at me crazy. He said, no, you scripture says, trust in the Lord with all that heart and lean not into your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. And he will show you which path to take. But if all you're acknowledging is your mom or your degree or your husband or your children, then you don't get to be mad at him when things don't work out the way that you were expecting. And it's the same thing with God. We go around and we ask other people, who do you say that God is? And so they give us their definitions and some of them may be good and some of them may be not so good. But until we know him personally, we don't have the authority to go out and tell others, oh, this is who God is. No, no, no. You have to say this is who God is to me. And so for me, even if I tell you that God is a healer, until you've experienced that part of his personality for yourself, you may not be quick to believe me. But after you have dealt with some kind of disease or your children have been sick and you prayed and you've seen him deliver them, then you're like, yo, yes, God is a healer to me. So after you know who God is, our second point is that you can know who you were created to be. So looking back at the passage of scripture, Jesus first asked the disciples, who do people say that I am? 
they say John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And then Jesus asked them personally, okay, but who do you say that I am? And Peter is actually the one who answers. He says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And then right after that, Jesus responds and says, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the forces of Hades will not overpower it. So before Christ is saying, who am I first to other people and and then to you? And then after Peter answers and says who he is, Christ gives him his identity. So do not miss this y'all because at the very beginning he, he is known just as Simon But in an instant after acknowledging who Jesus is, he's giving a new identity and in him getting a new identity, he's given his purpose. So we find out in scripture that Peter means rock. And Jesus says on this rock, I will build my church and the forces of Hades will not overpower it. What I think is also powerful about this is that. God builds Peter up in confidence. He says, okay, you're going to have a lot of things that come your way, but you're not going to be overpowered by it. But it just is so key that before Peter knows who he is, he, he has to know who Jesus is. And then he can find out who he's supposed to be. So going back over our points for today, the first thing when it comes to identity is that you have to know who God is. The second thing is that after you acknowledge who God is, then you'll find out who you're supposed to be. Then once you find out who you're supposed to be, Christ will reveal what it is that you're supposed to be doing. So going back to verse 18, he says, on this rock, I will build my church and the forces of Hades will not overpower it. I will give the keys of the kingdom of heaven And whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. This ties into what we're going to talk about next week. But so often we try to do activities first and then allow that to determine our identity. I know that I've been guilty of this. And this was kind of what I was hinting at at the beginning. Even this these past few weeks, I have realized that somewhere along the line, of my Christianity, I made my relationship with God more about what I am doing or have done or will do for him than what he's already done for me. And even in this past week, I've been sleeping a lot later than I normally sleep. I mean, I'm, I'm up usually at 3.30, doing my Bible study, going from Bible study to my activities for the week, but for whatever reason this past week, I just could not seem to get up. And it wasn't like I wasn't setting my alarm. I was setting my alarm, but I did not hear it at all, or I slept through it, or I got up and said, okay, 15 more minutes and 15 more minutes turned into three hours. And I was really praying about this and saying, God, like, what's the deal? You know, I, I, I want to get up. I want to spend time with you. And I just cannot, stop falling asleep. And I really feel like he told me, Brie, I appreciate what you're doing, but I I need you to know that when I bless you, and I told this to my sisters in Christ last week, he's like, I need you to know that when I bless you, it's not because of what you have done. It's because I'm good. I'm faithful. And this is what I had already planned on doing. 
Now, I've shared a few times here on the podcast about the fact that I believe God's going to declare me and my family debt free. And I remember that I thought it was going to happen in June 2018. And I had been fasting and praying. And I remember the day came and I woke up. I was actually at the Pinky Promise Conference. And I was like, okay, Lord, like today is the day. You gonna pay off my debt? Out every I was looking around every corner, like, is this person gonna write me a check? Is this person gonna write me a check at the hotel in Atlanta? And the day came and the day went, and we did not pay off any debt that day. And I remember being so disappointed by that and just thinking, Man, God, I heard you wrong, or but I know you told me we we're gonna be debt free, and it was similar to what he told me last week, he said, Bree, I want you to know that when this blessing, when this blessing comes, it's not because of what you've been doing for me. And I, I realized last week too, he, he kind of humbled me. He said, I don't work for you. Okay. It's not like a situation where you put in X amount of effort and then I owe you this. I give out of my goodness and out of my faithfulness. And so for me, that was just such a blessing to understand that there are still phenomenal blessings coming my way, but it's not because of me. And not to say that that gives me free reign to live any kind of way, but it frees me of the religion and gives me the opportunity to just sit at his feet. One of my sisters in Christ last week was just encouraging me because I was just sharing about how I'd been sleeping a ton this week. And she said, Brie, I think that God is moving us from being Martha's to being Mary's. And her reference came from Luke 10, verse 38 through 42. And it reads, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. And Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. And man, y'all, when I read that, it, 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 it makes me emotional kind of, because when I read that last part that says few things are needed or indeed only one, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. I just think of all of the things that sometimes we do out of obligation instead of out of a love for Christ. And I know that happened to me even this past week. There were two guys at Walmart and I was thinking about praying for them and I was and and I was like, oh Lord, should I pray for them? I'm not sure. But the thing that I didn't like is that there was this fear of, oh Lord, if I don't pray for them, you know, are you are the blessings that are coming my way gonna miss me? And I have to remember his word says in Psalm 84, 11, no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. God just showed me, it's like, Bree, this is not about what you've done for me. It's about what I've already done for you. Everything that he's going to bring in my life, he predestined for me. And and that goes to the scripture that we're going to talk about next week, Ephesians 2 and 10. But it says, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he predestined beforehand. Every good work that we do, he already knew we were going to do it. And what I love about him too, and, and what I love about what scripture says is that even when we remain faithless, he is still faithful because he cannot deny who he is. And 
I don't know who that's for. You may be listening to this and think, oh my gosh, Bree, you know, I, God can't use me or I don't have any identity. I thought I had identity in him, but then I did this horrendous thing that showed me clearly I don't know him as well as I thought I did. Listen, there is no place you can go where you are out of his reach and there is nothing that you can do after you've accepted Christ as your savior, there is nothing you can do to change your identity. And and one of the pastors at our church last week, he said, even if you don't want your salvation, you can't give it back, boo. So you could live crazy here on earth. If you've accepted Christ as your savior, you're, you're still going to get to see Jesus in heaven. So I pray that that encourages you and doesn't give you free reign to act any kind of way, like I said before about me, but honestly inspires you to pursue more purposeful and intentional living. One of our pastors at our old church in New Orleans, he used to say that the problem isn't that you don't love God enough. It's that you don't realize how much he loves you. And I truly believe that because if you knew how much he loved you, the width and the depth and the height of his love, you would want to live every day sold out to him because You just think to yourself, God, you're so awesome and so incredible and I deserve death. And for some reason, you decided that that's not what you had for me, that you wanted me to have life and have it more abundantly. So this is a shorter episode than we normally do. Y'all know we'd be out here like 30, 45 minutes, an hour. But I really felt like this was the foundational piece because everything that we're going to talk about over this next few over these next few weeks with our identity is going to build upon what we talked about today so remember if you want to know your identity first you have to know who god is then after you know who he is you'll find out who you're supposed to be and then after you find out who you're supposed to be you'll find out what it is that you should be doing so my prayer is that you will know who god is that if you have not accepted christ as your savior you will do that today it's very easy all you do is admit that you are a sinner that you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead and you shall be saved it's that simple that's it and then after you understand who he is then you pray and you say god okay who is it who is it that you created me to be what is it that you want me to be doing but you have to ask that question first who is it that you created me to be and then what is it that you would have me to be doing and once you see those two pieces work together it's going to be amazing i know that for me Finding my identity in Christ really changed everything. And I actually talk about this in my book, The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose. When I thought that my identity was tied into my relationships with guys or my relationships with my friends, then it almost destroyed me because those things are fleeting, right? I mean, even now I'm I'm married, I have two children and I love my family dearly. But if I look for my worth in them, I'm going to come up empty because they didn't create me. And we've talked about this countless times, week after week on different episodes. They're creations themselves, so they can't fill a void that they have too. And so I'm just praying that God will minister to you and speak to you in these upcoming weeks and that you will see that as you seek him out, you will find out who it is that you're supposed to be. So I want to close out with this thought that God gave me before I share the verse of the week and the song for the week. I was reading the scriptures preparing for this lesson when God brought me to Genesis 3. In that passage of scripture, 
Adam and Eve have just broken their covenant relationship with God by being disobedient, eating of the fruit that they weren't supposed to eat of. And they see that they're naked, so they hide behind the trees. And God comes looking for them and says, who told you you were naked? That was a revelation that Adam and Eve had that they could not have had apart from him. But the fact that they knew that they were naked showed that they'd given someone else authority. And as I read that, God told me that that's why so many of us are struggling because we have given other people authority over our lives and we are going out into the world, letting them dictate who it is that we're supposed to be. And because they don't know themselves, what they say to us causes us to go into hiding. So we have family members who tell us that we're never going to be anything. We have quote unquote friends that tell us we're not as talented as we think. And with each hit to our identity, uncertainty starts to settle in. Even if we felt like we were confident in our identity in Christ, then we start saying, well, God, is this you or is this just me? Is this really who you created me to be? So I think he shared that with me because I think we need to be intentional about who we have in our inner circle, that we need to pay attention to the words that they speak. Are they lifting us up? Are they seeing the things in us that God has placed inside of us? Or are they hating because they don't even know their own identity? My request is that you'll be really intentional this week about praying about who God is and praying about who he created you to be. Then praying about the people you have in your inner circle, that they would affirm you in your God-given identity instead of trying to diminish your God-given identity. Now it's time to share our verse of the week and our song for the week. Our verse of the week is Colossians 3, 3 through 3-4, and it says, For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And the song for the week is Who You Say I Am by Hillsong Worship. This is a fantastic song. If you have never, ever, ever felt like you had a positive thing to say about yourself, this is a great song to start with because the lyrics talk about how we are chosen, not forsaken, that we are who we who God says we are. And the thing that I love about this song is that I feel like it's a really great battle cry song because once you know who you are, trust and believe the enemy's going to try and come in and say, oh, that's not who you are. You're, you're condemned and you're jealous and you're bitter and you're useless. And this is just a great song to blast in your car or in your house, wherever you are, where you feel like you're coming under attack. You're going to feel real hype by the end. It's just a perfect song to fight back. And so I pray you'll listen to that song this week and that it will bless you. Um, before I close out, I do want to invite you to join our email list. You can do that by going to blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash join. And you'll get a series of emails from me, including our Purpose Pathway Guide, which it helps you figure out what on earth you're here for. Remember, that only comes after you know your identity. And then I give a coupon code that you can use for our Black Girls of Purpose shop. And I give a few other goodies just because I always like to Shout out those people who are invested in us in any way, whether it be through prayers or through listening to the podcast every week. So I'm really excited about that. And I also want to invite you to purchase a copy of my first book, The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose. Again, I think if you're just at the beginning of this Who Am I journey, I think this book is going to be a really great roadmap for you. So you can go to 
blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash shop in order to get a copy of my book, The Black Girl's Guide to Living on Purpose. We have limited quantities available. We're going to re-up soon. So go ahead and go on there if you're interested at all in getting a book. And I'm actually shipping the books out myself. So I will be signing those books and shipping them out later in the week. But I am so grateful for you spending this time with me this Monday morning if you're listening as soon as we publish this episode. And I pray that you have a fantastic week.